and I wanted to welcome Dr. Nihela Sobrak to the show. How do you pronounce your name, Dr. Sobrak? Nihal. Nihal. And uh, you speak how many languages? <laughs> Three languages. Wow. Arabic, English, and French. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's so easy when you are Tunisian. I'm, I'm from Tunisia, actually. We all talk two languages, at least French and Arabic. I'm not very good on in Italian, but um, I can understand few words. And then, of course, actually, when I started... Uh, going to school and um, I had then actually the opportunity to learn English and now I'm more comfortable even teaching in English than in French or in Arabic so <laughs> yeah. we, we should tell our listener Dr. Sabrak that uh, you have a PhD from the University of Paris Dauphine uh, you have a certificate in industrial and organizational psychology from France a master's in methods and concepts of diagnosis and a bachelor in accounting and financial management what an impressive resume. <laughs> well, actually, I, I cannot focus on one thing. I, I need to do a lot of things in life. I mean, there are things I didn't mention also in my uh, resume is that also I followed seminars in the International College of Philosophy in, in Paris for almost two or three years where I did all the seminars about phenomenology and Husserl mainly. MashaAllah. <laughs> and, and, and putting all this amazing background together, this is bringing you to Stanford among uh, other places right now. Can you tell us why you are at Stanford? The reason why I'm at Stanford is um, because of a big project that was initiated by uh, the Prime Minister office in the UAE, which is actually uh, to introduce a standardized course in all the UAE universities. We have about 80 universities in the UAE. Wow. And um, this course is about entrepreneurship. As part of the general education program, so we are teaching design thinking, entrepreneurship, and leadership in, in a course that is going to be compulsory for all the students. The purpose is really to infuse a an entrepreneurial mindset. This is very important for the UAE today because the vision of the leaders of the country is to shift the economy from an oil-based economy to a knowledge-based economy. And as uh, Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed said, we are going to celebrate the last barrel of oil. A, a group of faculty members from different universities uh, visited um, the university here in Stanford to, to continue working actually on developing uh, the curriculum and then also to work on what is next as um, program directors in the Science and Innovation Park at United Arab Emirates University. So we are organizing a boot camp for our entrepreneurs who come here to the Silicon Valley to first to showcase what the UAE startups are doing or an example of what our startups are doing and then actually to learn uh, the best practices from the Silicon Valley. So this is the major purpose why I'm here. And so what are the startups, let's say, in uh, Abu Dhabi or in the region uh, up to? What can, what can you tell us about that? Um, a lot of people don't know the opportunity you have to do business in Dubai or in the whole uh, United Arab Emirates. A lot of universities are teaching a lot of programs, um, many incubators, accelerators. We have also many VCs business angels, you know, family offices, a lot of 
active players who are really uh, creating a vibrant environment actually for uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, at United Arab Emirates Universities, we launched this project actually, which is the Science and Innovation Park. And uh, it's going to be a kind of collaborative platform. The mission of the Science Park is to match the skills and knowledge, mentoring and funding to foster safe innovation and catalyze an Emirati model of global businesses for higher value social and economic impact. So it's a big project. I'm, I'm honored actually to be <laughs> part of this project. I'm sure they are very lucky to have you now. Is that what brought you to the United Arab Emirates to start with? When I went to the UAE, actually, it was four years ago. And um, it was not really the reason. I started teaching more corporate governance, corporate social responsibility. But then actually, when they started the Science and Innovation Park and they were looking for someone to develop the programs, and mainly incubation programs. And actually, I did this in the past because I was instrumental in developing an entrepreneurship curriculum and an incubator in Tunisia with the help of the European Commission. So it was an opportunity. And um, as I like the challenges, so I accepted to take you know, the responsibility and here we go. And so you're planning to stay there for a little while and watch some of these uh, amazing plans and dreams come to fruition. Absolutely. I really enjoy what I'm doing. I have to tell you, uh, Dr. Sabrak, that when I said I'm doing my interview with you, several students of mine said, ask her about a project or a paper that you've written there about student imaginings, cognitive dissonance and critical thinking. Can you tell us a little bit about this uh, work? This paper was based on an experience I had a few years ago with my students in France when I was teaching in France. And um, what was interesting with this exercise, the assignment, is that I asked my students to talk about Enron. So it was after the famous scandal of Enron. But generally, what we do when we give assignments is that we generally give a framework or we give guidelines and we ask students, you know, to follow certain instructions to develop or to write something. But in this exercise, I, I asked them, I told them, look, just write what you want to say and be as much creative as you can. And I was surprised by the quality of the submissions mm, by wow. students. Awesome. And the major takeaway from this uh, experience is that if we really want to develop critical thinking, creativity, and have the students really talk about what matters for them, it's really important not put any guidelines. I still remember the submissions until, until now. They were so rich. I never imagined that we could make the parallel or the comparison between the case of Enron and such cases. It was really very rich. Now, I want to turn the focus a little bit on uh, Islamic accounting and its fundamentals. Uh, you, you're working on a research right now with Miss Muslim women in the accountancy profession in the UK and France. There is such an interest in that topic, especially maybe Muslim 
Muslim women. What can you tell us about those research projects so far? It started when I went to the archives in Tunis. I was trying to understand actually how accounting was practiced two centuries ago and tried to see if there was any specificity or any feature actually of something that we might call Islamic accounting. The second project about women, we are trying to study uh, the case of minorities in two Western countries having two different integration models, the UK and France. And then actually to focus our study on the accountancy profession and to see how the Muslim women are negotiating somehow their identity and their values in these two countries and in, in a professional setting, so at work. Again, it's a work on, in progress, and um, uh, so far I did uh, several interviews, very interesting interviews, and I hope that we are going to be able to start rendering the, the findings of our research very soon. And it takes a semi-feminist approach in terms of recuperating and finding in a position of enunciation for Muslim women within the accountancy profession, especially in the UK and France. When will you be sort of revealing or publishing your findings? Maybe next year, inshallah. We need more people like you and we have such respect and uh, I will say warmth towards everything you do. Uh, it is touching lives in ways that you cannot begin to fathom, mine included. And for that, I wish to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you very much, Dr. Ramsey. And really, I'm, I'm honored to talk to you today. I have been speaking to Dr. Nihal Shabrak, uh, who is at Stanford temporarily visiting us uh, and uh, has graciously agreed to give us this interview on the Arabology show. I would love to sit with her and talk about some of the other amazing things that she has in the works. In the meantime, Dr. Sobrak, do you have any message for uh, Stanford students uh, or uh, the Stanford community at large? I would like to tell the students and the community in Stanford that they have an amazing environment that we would like to have also in, in, in our countries and mainly in the UAE. It's so important also to be part of the global movement, to have a more peaceful world, to have a better sustainable world. This is really my dream. And I think that people in Stanford are more and more aware of these issues and trying to be part of this global movement towards a better world. Thank you, Dr. Shabrak. And we will speak again soon. And we wish you safe travels. Continue to spread the good word uh, right here on the Arabology Show. Coming to you from KZSU Stanford, 90.1 FM.